We continue our discussion of the great comments from our Patreon supporters about which skills preppers should have. You'll notice some skills keep coming up often, which indicates to us, at least, lots of people think they're important. And then there are some surprise but thought-provoking skills we address. Remember, skills are more important than stuff when it comes to surviving. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, thank you for that warm greeting. Well, in this episode, we continue our discussion of the great comments from our Patreon supporters about which skills preppers should have. You'll notice some skills keep coming up often, which indicates to us, at least, lots of people think they're important. And then there are some surprise but thought-provoking skills we address. Remember, skills are more important than stuff when it comes to surviving. Speaking of surviving, I would like to let you know about location, location, location. That is the answer that Matt Bracken gave to us one time when I didn't know what he was going to say. By the way, he's a famous prepper author and a SEAL and stuff like that. I asked the question, what are the top three things preppers need to do and need to have? And he said, to my surprise, location, location, location. And his point was, if you're in a place that is overrun by blue people and uh, people that are dependent and want to take your stuff in order to survive, you're take in... Your, and take your rights, as we're yeah. seeing in the news feeds. Well, yeah, yeah. No, that's a given. But if, if you think that it's a problem being in a blue area, you're right. And so the way to get out of blue areas is to take the time, the expense, and the trouble to move to a red area. And, and Shelby and I know of which we speak. We did this ourselves. We're not just sitting And it in was a, not easy. Not easy. Two places to consider going to are Montana and Tennessee. They're by me, no means the only places oh, to gosh, consider no. going to. And if you're looking at Montana, you should look at Jared Savick, who is a friend of the show. And if you're looking at Tennessee, you should look at Lizzie McDaniel. They're both fine realtors in those two states. You can get their contact information at redstate-realtor.com. And now Shelby has some great news to tell everybody. Picnic Palooza in Missoula is only days away. Yes. You are listening to this on July 6th. So on July 30th, if you are RVing, camping, moving around, traveling around uh, the Pacific Northwest, and you are finding yourselves in Western Montana, please consider joining us on July 30th at the Fort Missoula State Park, Bella Vista Pavilion. If you just Google it, you'll find the address. Um, We are going to have a day of celebrating life of celebrating with you as fellow preppers who have long suffered through 20 the covid crazy scariness of 2021 many of you know that glenn survived covid in 2021 but many of you yourselves survived covid and had brushes with uh, death and we want to celebrate with you and glenn and has many thoughts. many of you and i mean thousands of you that's yes. that's no that's no exaggeration prayed for me and for Shelby and we are absolutely convinced that your prayers saved my life and saved Shelby from being a widow and it's no small thing and we want to personally thank you we want to hug you we want to shake your hand you're going to see Glenn get all teared up because it's it's a very emotional topic and uh, it's going to be at a beautiful facility in a in a a city park in missoula we're going to have a couple great guests we're going to well we're going to have three great guests we're going to have matt shea who's been a guest on the show many times former state legislator from washington state complete patriot leader awesome guy and then john jacob schmidt and his wife lady liberty who are the proprietors of the radio free redoubt podcast which is an outstanding podcast if you like this one you're going to like that one and they're going to be coming and speaking and uh, sharing some of their thoughts on all that's happened. Another guest that some of you might remember is during that time when Glenn was on the ventilator, you hear me talk about the church or the hospital chaplain that came in and prayed with me and brought in a spirit of peace and, and the spirit of God and prayed over all of us. 
And he will be joining us. Yes, it's going to be magnificent. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. So please, if you're in the area, please join us if you're passing through. Um, One of the reasons we chose Missoula is because there's camping, there's hotels, there's places nearby. um, So, yeah. So we're so looking forward to probably festivities. I'm thinking 10 a.m. in the morning Mm -hmm. and go all day. We do not have a food truck. So please stop somewhere and grab some sodas, some ice, fill up your cooler, grab some bags of chips. Well, I'm I'm hoping we can kind of do a little bit of potluck style, a little bit of picnic style. There's a park. Bring a Frisbee. Bring the kids. Bring, you know, whatever. Bring your freedom. Bring, yeah, volleyball. And let's have a fun day with each other. So next on the list, lurkers. Lurkers come out of the shadows. What do I mean by lurkers? And what do I mean by the shadows? Lurkers are many of you who listen to this regular show. That's the free show. We call it the regular show. And you like it because you we, we see the download numbers. You really like this show, but you don't become Patreon supporters and get the after show and the video bonus shows and the ability to interact with us on the Patreon posting system, you're missing out on a whole lot. That's why we say lurkers, because you're lurking, come out of the shadows and join all of us in the Patreon community of this show. If, if you think the regular show is good, and again, the download numbers indicate that you do, then you're gonna really love the after show and all of the other stuff, the video bonus shows. This show is extremely well produced. Um, A lot of credit goes to our producer. It's extremely well produced and it costs money. It costs a lot of money to make this show what we honestly believe, and pardon our, our lack of humility, we believe this to be the best produced, most listenable prepping podcast in the universe. And it costs us money and how we pay for it is Patreon support. And so you're missing out on quite a lot and you ought not to. The barrier to entry into the Patreon world is rather low, $2 a month. And if you have $2 a month to get even more good stuff, you should probably do it. So we recently had feedback from a fan who said, and this was a compliment. We took it as a compliment that your regular show is too good. I, I don't know that I really want to become a patron. Is that, is yeah, that that's, the gist that's, of That's what he said. The gist of it. So, and our point is, go ahead. Well, what we're not going to do, and, and and this person is not suggesting it, we're not going to... Do a bad show. ...diminish the, the regular yeah. show. Because we what we want you to know, we're not going to diminish our regular show, but the after show is just more of that good stuff and more. So... Well, let's give folks a quick little yes. sample of what a terrible show would sound like. Ready? This is what we're not going to do. We're not going to bring it down to this level. Hey, Shelby, let's like prep and stuff. Let's like use tampons for wounds. Yeah. No. Let's talk about that. No, we're not going to do we're that. Not, we're no. going to give you the great show that you've come to expect, but there's more and it's extremely affordable. So, Enough about that. Well, can I just add to yes. this? So there's not only the after show. We have made a huge point this last year to do video bonus shows that include your KHNC Friday show. That's right. We are doing more and more videos around our fledgling homestead. Yes. And I want to say this. There are a lot of podcasts and radio shows out there on homesteading and prepping. The difference with us is we both work full-time jobs. Yeah. We don't have an entire day to herd sheep and shear them. So we're like you. We're yes. like regular people. We're not billionaires in a bunker. And so you can learn so much from us as we learn ourselves. And the video bonus shows are magnificent for that. So yes. I think we've talked yes. enough about Patreon support. Now, let's get into it. Well, one of the benefits of being a Patreon supporter of this show is that you get to suggest topics and comment on questions we ask. This episode is a great example of that. All the skills we discuss are from Patreon's comments, and we'll read those comments and then give our color commentary on the points they make. And jumping right into it, we have Obi-Wan who says, the first thing I would tell any new prepper is to develop a communications plan with everyone on your family slash team. Without comms, you are blind. You don't know the status of everyone, who needs help, where they are, and are they available to assist others. The anxiety will go through the roof when you don't know what is happening. Just think if mom does not know every detail about her little ones, her problems will become everyone's problems. Build redundancy into this. Set up primary and secondary contact points. If you were dependent on just cell phones, you were in trouble. From experience, the towers can get damaged and the lines will be overloaded. There is a backdoor for critical 
people to override and get access to working cells. If you don't know if you are on the list, you are not. Radios are important. You may be out of range to your team, but your message can be forwarded through the net. I would go on and on on this one subject. Excellent point. Yes. I think there's there's two parts to what he's saying. Number one, the importance of having a communications plan. And then number two, some of the technical stuff about how to do it. We're going to focus only on number one because the technical part of how to do it, we've covered in other shows. Mm-hmm. We d- recently did a ham radio show. And ham radio is not the only thing, but he's right. You can't rely on cell phones. The criticality I think that's a real word. I might have made that up. I think it's your word of the day, Glenn. Okay, I make up one word every show. I try to, at least. The criticality of having a communications plan cannot be underrated. It is absolutely essential to know where your people are and that they can know how to get a hold of you, especially if you're bugging out and you've got several people that are going to rally at a particular bug out location. Absolutely important to be able to know that they're going to be there because what's going to happen is not only are you going to worry and your mind's going to be engaged in, you know, whether your, your brother and sister-in-law and their kids are going to be able to make it. Not only is your head going to be spinning around that, you might make bad decisions and go out and try to find them, which is a needle in a haystack. And then you get killed at some checkpoint uh, that a gang has set up. So it's really, really important. And here's another cool thing about a communications plan. It's free. You don't have to buy stuff. You can just spend a little bit of time, come up with a plan. The the simpler, the better, because everybody has to remember it. There's going to have to be one person who takes the lead on this, probably you since you're listening to this, and you're going to have to come up with a plan. I mean, get input from others. You're going to have to write it up. Maybe you're going to have to go to the... uh, the copy store. I used to say Kinko's, but they don't exist anymore. Unlike Kamala Harris, I know that Kinko's don't exist anymore. (laughs) And uh, she recently mentioned Kinko's in a speech showing she's totally out of touch. So you may need to laminate it at the UPS store or whatever it is and um, hand it out to people. And it takes a little bit of leadership and a little bit of time. It's completely worth it. So thank you, Obi-Wan, for a really great comment. And Shelby's got the next one. Yeah, so from Christy, she says, and I so agree with this, I believe the skill to adapt. Not every day is set in stone. You may wake up with a list that you know you have to finish. Then the pigs are out, or you are out of cream, or green beans need to be picked and put up. Being versatile is a must. You have the list, the have-to list is always there, but happens and you just adapt and she goes on to say our biggest adapt was last October when our two 500 plus pound hogs wouldn't load on butcher day we then lost our butcher slot and there wasn't any other available for many many months two weeks later we butchered our two hogs learned a lot and have meat in the freezer might not be as fancy or look just like it's supposed to but we are fed and it's pretty tasty so I so agree I think that not even in um SHTF manner. We all, the more we can adapt and the more we can flex with changes that come in our everyday lives, we are more, uh, we're just better people that way. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, lower Glenn? stress. Yeah. And, and stress, reducing stress in peacetime is a valid thing. One of the reasons to prep is for the peace of mind you get in peacetime and obviously the <laughs> saving your life part of it in, in SHTF times. But take advantage of the the reduced stress uh, lessons of being adaptable. And it's really hard. I mean, for me in particular, yeah. I've come a long way. I used to have a very structured, busy life with no time, you know, being a busy lawyer. And if something, if a wrench got thrown in that day. Oh, I, it would just mess me up because then there would be nine or ten things, it seemed like, well, and that be, I couldn't get done. You would lose your mind. Yeah. That's and, what we call Glenn losing his mind. Yeah. And I'm much better now. And a lot of it has to do with all of the additional prepping things that I've taken on, that we've taken on, and all of the um, the unknowns. Like, you know, we haven't had pigs, but I mean, the the hogs not loading into the thing. The more homesteading stuff you do the more opportunities there are for plans to go awry. And there, that means there are more opportunities for you to overcome any problems you have with things going awry. So ad- adaptability is number one. Well, and what came out of that for Christine and her family, hey, 
Let's learn to butcher. Yeah. Because we gotta. Because we gotta. There no you go. No more comfort zone. Yep. So that was awesome. So and we had another comment yes. to that, which was from Clock Tower, and he said, bingo, he or she, I don't know. Yeah. Um, bingo, I'm an off-grid homesteader and can't tell you what I will be doing in 30 minutes as stuff happens. Adaptability and flexibility are critical. Took me several years to transition from my previously highly structured life to what I have now. Amen, Clock Tower. I didn't even read your comment before I started talking about how I've made some changes, but it was very well taken, Clock Tower. Well, and find your blessings in those, find your blessings in that. So, and the changes in the, right. So there you go. So you take the next one. Roy W. says, a skill that every prepper should know is knowing how to sharpen knives, axes, and other edge tools. A dull tool is counterproductive and can be dangerous to the user. Knowing the right way to restore a sharp edge and having the proper tools to do it, I believe, is an essential skill. Well put. And we had in our previous episode, yes. we had somebody mention that sharpening knives is an important skill to have. And we gave an answer about that. And to briefly outline it, in case you didn't hear episode 191, the previous one, uh, we wholeheartedly agreed that knowing how to sharpen knives is important and having the very minimal equipment that is required to do it is great. Not only to have sharp knives and other cutting objects, but it could become a skill that you could help people with or you could barter or sell for money. It's There's no downside to, to doing this and it doesn't take long to learn how to do this and it, there's not a ton of equipment. So I'm already sensing something that came out in the prior show that was part one to this. And I'm going to just bring it up again um, in case you missed it is I think there's kind of two categories of skills. First of all, skills are skills are skills. You're going to, first of all, we're going to see the ones that bubble to the top that are like everyone's top one. And one of them seems to be knife sharpening. I do think that there are some skills and knife sharpening might be one of them. Depends on your group. It depends on your situation where a person in your group, a person in your community has that like skill, like not, not just, Hey, let's go sharpen this with army knives. No, they know how to sharpen every blade. They have some, maybe some specialized tools to do it. They, you know what I mean? So think about that too. Some of these skills might be one of those where one person in your group has it. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons to have a group. And this is something we covered uh, in in the first episode, but we'll briefly mention it here. And that is one of the reasons to have a mutual assistance group is so that you you can spread out all the necessary skills over a larger body of people. And that means the more people you have within reason, of course, the more skills you have. So there's no downside to that. I think Shelby's going to yep. do the next one. And this owner. one's a little long, so I'm going to go as fast as I can here. <clears throat> there are too many sk- from dog owner. Could be a he or a she. Right. There are too many skills that will be needed in a post-clap setting. Obvious things like combat tactical skills are just as important as the ability to plug holes and stitch bodies. However, day-to-day skills will include the aforementioned building, cooking, preserving skills, medical know-how, and herbal knowledge would be high on the list as well. If we drill down, the micro skills that underlie the biggies are even more important. The list above this post cites sharpening skills and personal skills for the tense situations that will arise when people live cheek and jowl. Reloading for your primaries diet is primary is important. Green thumbs go almost without mention. Can you fell a 90-foot tree and mill it into usable lumber? How about formulating a, a laudanum from poppies to give those with broken limbs when setting or grievous wounds, even the dying among your group? Producing alcohol as trade or celebratory libations will be highly welcome. Can you effectively barter or are you just a jerk who wants big money and leaves a market with his wares because he was too he was a greedy pig? The much maligned beekeeper has far more to offer than yeah. honey. Ap- apotherapy may mean useful range of motion for the older folks with arthritis. The bee-based products we have over 25 that heal, heal, treat, illuminate, and bring pleasure are all barter items and useful in daily life. What about repair of small engines and welding? Before refined gasoline runs out, many old machines will be coming into service, such as tillers, chainsaws, and the like. Can you cast metal and do any machine work? Weapon manufacturing is a topic for a podcast in itself, and any competent tradesman with a modest array of skills can turn out all sorts of amazing tools. Speaking of tools, can you formulate black powder in your area without mined nitrates? Do you know where lead is found in abundance? Fabricating percussion caps for black powder will be useful and lucrative. Oh, well, that's a few. Dinner calls and I must (laughs) obey. Wow, that is is quite a list. There are some on there that, quite honestly, I think... um, 
are a lower priority for people with a limited amount of time. You can't, you can't know all these topics, which is why we were just saying having a mutual assistance group is great. Now it's great to hear from dog owner and, and get the, the landscape, the universe of all the potentially, you know, great skills that you should have. But I, I don't want to demotivate people and have them think that they need to know all these things in order to survive. It's a great list of things that would be good to know and get you thinking and get you thinking about people in a mutual assistance group who might know these things. All of these are important, but I don't want to leave anyone with the impression that Glenn and Shelby think that everyone needs to know how to do all these. I don't think that's what dog owner no, was suggesting. No, I don't think so either. Absolutely yeah. not. But yeah, just to, I think he, the, his immediate thought was go drilling down on the granular for some of those things that could be really, really helpful. And, and I like his attitude. It's like, it's, it'll make it so that when we survive, we're thriving and not just surviving. So we we'll go through the last one before yeah. the, uh, the end of segment one real quick. Milk Toast says, honestly, skills can be learned given enough time. As they say, necessity is the mother of all invention. However, you're going to have to have enough food to get you through the, okay, I have to learn this new skill part. This is a place, there is a place in Montana that we buy all of our wheat. We have bought several full pallets of organic hard spring wheat berries for Montana flour and grains. I figure we can grind that wheat to make flour and live on bread and whatever we can hunt and grow in the garden. Great. Great point. Yeah, um, he goes on. There's he or a, she. Yeah, yeah. Milk Toast um, adds. Also, if you purchase a full pallet, you get a price break. We get an entire pallet delivered to the local YRC shipping hub here in Arkansas for 70 cents a pound total cost. Granted, the, pa- the full pallets are 2,500 pounds. You know, we can at least start this topic and maybe finish it on the uh, when yeah, we begin yeah. the second segment. So finish off his thoughts and then, we'll, yeah, we'll talk. Well, yeah. So at least my thoughts, not Milk Toast thoughts. Um, it, buying bulk grain is a great idea if you have the system in place. You're going to need a place to store it. It's going to need to be critter proof. It's going to need to have moderate temperature and humidity controls, although not terribly complicated. Well, and then those barrels that he's talking about, those are airtight, which is yeah, nice. They're but- very heavy. And mm-hmm. you can buy them in bulk for pretty cheap, but you're going to need a grain grinder and don't try to get the cheapest one you can find because um, they're not going to work. I would suggest if you got if you got this many, then many wheat berries. And by the way, wheat berries last forever. I mean, I understand there's still some in the in the tombs, the, of the pharaohs. The, yeah, the pharaohs tombs in Egypt. And it's still like edible or something. I'm not they're sure. Still if that's viable. True. You can grow wheat with them. Yeah, so it lasts forever. You need to grind it. I would suggest getting electric grinders to use during peacetime um, and then have hand grinders to use during uh, a disruption in electricity. It's a great way to feed a lot of people for pretty cheap. But just understand, you can't just dabble and get a 2,500-pound pallet and, uh, you know, just have everything work out. You got to really plan this out. So I'm going to give my thoughts on Milk Toast's idea as well. But real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to our wonderful sponsors. Many of them have great coupon codes, which are listed on the friends and affiliates tab of our website, which is prepping2-0.com. Oh my gosh, U.S. Law Shield. Great folks over there. Katie Armour. Backwoods Home Magazine. Boy, talk about a place to find good skills. My goodness. My Kind CBD. Minutemen Coffee. I might have a little bit of that coursing through my veins right now. And EMP Shield. Folks, we want to continue to share with you so many more of the great ideas from our Patreons who are honestly salt of the earth preppers themselves. So folks, don't go away. We have so much more to talk about after the break. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. 
Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Old, smooth, and never been. Shipped to you fresh daily, whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemancoffee.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for rejoining us. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. We're talking about skills preppers need. And it's a long list. Please don't be overwhelmed. Find your favorite and work on that. But as usual, this segment, this segment will end just as the conversation really gets going. But Patreon supporters will get to hear the whole show and what we call the after show. But first, Glenn. Our personal food preps have an important component and that's new mana freeze-dried food. They sell bulk freeze-dried food, not the mountain house packages. They're at newmana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A. But if you wanna save some money, and who doesn't, then you should go to our website and use our coupon code and you'll get 10% off your first order. That website for us is prepping2-0.com, prepping2-0.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates tab, look for the new MANA logo, and the coupon code will be there. You can use that, get yourself a nice little 10% off. As you know, we're big fans of layering, having all kinds of different foods and different everythings, really, uh, because it diversifies what you have. and. It's hard to, I mean, you know, get a $4,000 food freeze dryer and do it all yourself. You can have New Mana buy the equipment for you and uh, do what they do best, which is provide bulk freeze dried food. So definitely check them out. I also wanted to mention that we are proud affiliates of the Firearms Radio Network, and we do a spotlight of one of the 28 podcasts that they have on the network, including ours. This week's spotlight is on the Gun Collective podcast. This is a general gun topic podcast. It's really good. They they focus a lot on trends in the gun industry. And uh, if you're always fascinated by the new stuff coming out and getting some of the backstory about what's going on in the gun industry, highly recommend the Gun Collective podcast. And now Shelby wanted to finish off uh, Milk Toast thoughts. So Milk Toast, um, before we cut into the break, was talking about buying bulk. Uh, wheat berries so that you could grind them to make bread later. I want to explain to people really quick why that's a good idea. Wheat berries are incredibly shelf-stable. 
Yes. Like They're incredible. Like freeze-dried food, really. Yeah. Flour is not. That's why it's it's um, appealing to keep wheat berries and then a grinder. So if that's something you want to do, absolutely recommend it. And especially if you live in a community where you can get a hold of wheat berries from, say, a local farmer or a local outlet, that's great. I recommend, and I will say this, Glenn and I bought and did not open the box right before we left Western Washington, uh, and we're not getting any perks from this, a country living uh, that's the brand name. That's country the brand living. country living. A country living grinder. I believe that they have electric ones, and then they have non hand ones. Hand we got ones. the hand powered one. Right, and you can make more than you can make more than just flour. You can do other grains. You can do peanut butter. You can do cornmeal. You can do cornmeal. So, um, if if you are looking to put that process into your preps, that's that's kind of the complete picture right there. But milk toast, thank you so much. Yes, that's I something would, to consider. I would just add this. We were just talking about when I was mentioning New Mana Foods layering. I think having wheat berries and a good grinding system is a great layer. It's really long-term storage. It's really inexpensive. And it's it's somewhat labor-intensive and you need to do some planning. But that's part of layering. You, yeah. go, you do everything from MREs to wheat berries and everything right. in between. It's a great layer. Well, and let me add this. We're gluten-free. Wheat berries are not appealing to yeah. us. Oh, but cornmeal is, peanut butter is. Finding peanuts might be a little difficult, but there's other things you can grind with such a grinder. Coffee. Coffee, yeah. I think about, as I've been doing prepping for kids over on the Patreon side, um, during the long winter, the we've been reading the Laura Ingalls Wilder series, the long winter, Laura and her sister during the long winter would sit with a little tiny coffee grinder and spend all day grinding wheat berries so that they could make a loaf of bread. Um, we are not save their lives. to save their lives. We're not doing that because <laughs> we're going to mm -hmm. think this, that's the difference between surviving and thriving in a collapse situation. So Enough about that. What's next, the next one? Next Patreon comment is from Sea Guy, and that's S-E-A as in the ocean. He says, patience, planning, and persistence. Patience, you can't do everything at once. Planning, you need to plan where to spend your limited time and money to get the knowledge, skills, people, and assets you want. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Persistence, you won't have everything you want in one weekend of prepping. You need to continue to work your plan. Sea guy, amen, 1,000% exclamation points. Everything you said is completely true and encapsulates well the prepping 2.0 philosophy yeah. of prepping. Uh, we actually, and this is rare, we don't need to make any color commentary on it because it was so doggone good. I, I highly recommend people, uh, Patreons at least, going and rereading this comment because it is so doggone good. Absolutely. And and let me add this. This When I talked about in the beginning segment about how, hey, we're two full-time job type people and we just continue to work the plan with what yep. time we have. So good on you. So Iowa Dave says, kind of a long, this is just a punch list. Here we go. How to budget, how to organize and inventory your preps, how to preserve food for longer term storage, how to prepare nutritious and tasty meals, know how to get along with other people and cooperate. Wow. Kindergarten comes back, doesn't it? Mm. First aid CPR, stop the bleed skills. If your community participates, get cert training, ham radio license, basic knots, how to sharpen a knife, how to cook with a Dutch oven, how to store and purify water, grid down sanitation, basic firearm safety skills, knowing how to disassemble all of your guns and clean them and do it, familiarization with all common firearms so that you can operate them in an emergency, long list there, I'm going to skip over it. Have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, know the Bible, know how to pray and do it often, know how to repent and do it often, practice forgiveness. Heck yeah. What a great list. You'll notice there are patterns emerging. There, yes. are, there are many, many topics that people keep bringing up, and that in and of itself should be important information to you because it means that people who are very active preppers and Patreons are active preppers, they, uh, they keep coming to the same conclusions. Um, Kelburn Kuntz brings up a topic that Shelby and I know nothing about, right. so we'll just read it, and we have no color commentary. And, and Kelburn says, know how to make and deploy colloidal silver. I know what colloidal silver is. I know what it is. I don't know anything about there, it. I, I know this. I know that I don't know enough about it to make comments, except I do know. Go look it up because there's healing and medicinal factors that are amazing with it. I There was somebody on Facebook that had a pretty grievous injury with a nail gun. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, wow. and treated it with colloidal silver recently. And I'm like, that's impressive. So... 
That's all the commentary I got, folks. So if, so if you're wondering what we're talking about, I will spell out colloidal silver so that you can find it in a search engine and learn more about it. It's colloidal, C-O-L-L-O-I-D-A-L. So there you go. Next one is Ken Valliere. Is it my turn? Okay, great. Yes. He says, great idea. My thoughts in no particular order. Situational awareness. Know your local area, the people, the land, the woods, the water. Know how to vet people who would be good allies and assets. Know who would be a detriment or a danger to you and yours. Learn how to cut through normalcy bias. Yes, it's a learned skill and can be yeah. difficult to master. Amen. Food acquisition and preservation, water collection and storage, security for you, your family, people, your home, and supplies. If you can't keep your stuff from being taken, it's not really yours. Communication, short range, long range, and gathering intelligence. I hope these ideas are helpful. Keep up the great work. You have truly changed our lives for the better. You're welcome, Thank Ken. Thank you, Ken. Thank you so much. One of these many great topics that he brings up, I wanted to do a little spotlight on, and that would be vetting people who would be good allies and assets. We've done an episode on this and we talked about the importance of vetting and it's not some complicated, you know, psychological battery of tests that only a specialist can administer. It is time intensive. It is one of the things that is probably the most time intensive thing to do in prepping. And that is you just need a lot of quantity time, not quality time, quantity time with people you're thinking about bringing into your mutual assistance group. And the good news is there's a really easy way to do it and it's fun. It's called barbecuing. We, we told the story about our uh, place in Western Washington where our summers were filled with barbecues of people in our surrounding area, the immediate surrounding area, and then a little bit farther out. And we would have barbecues and get to know people, which in and of itself is fun. And uh, they didn't know it. Maybe some of them did because some of them were pretty bright people. Uh, maybe they didn't know it, but they were being actively interviewed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we didn't. We don't start off by going, "Hey, we're preppers, and we have a bunch of food and guns uh, over right there in that uh, storage shed. So uh, the world's probably going to end, and uh, we want to see if uh, are you in or out. <laughs> I mean, that's like the worst possible approach ever. And yeah. you can see the contrast of the hurried up approach to the far more likely to succeed approach, which would be taking time, getting to know people, talk about what they want to talk about. You can find, you can find traits in them. There were some people that we found, um, were not down with the program. They were, they were not preppers. They seem like it on paper. Other people, uh, tempers and drinking were issues, uh, not terrible. I mean, I'm not going to dramatize it and, you know, say that there was some big fist fight at a barbecue. That'd be a better story, but it's not true. So you get to know people and, and don't just, um, look at people in your sort of convenient, uh, circles of friends, people from work or whatever. Um, you might have to, to go out a little bit and by the way, gun stores, and churches are great places to find mutual assistance group people because they've already got a baseline of the same values that you have. So here's an interesting one that's happened to us recently. And I want to, and I want to dig down on this one a little bit to highlight this issue because it, it shows that there's different layers of, of people in your life. So we have a new place and one of our neighbors, <laughs> we've talked about him before. He come if he sees us outside and um, he has a moment, he'll stop and talk to us. And when I say he will stop and talk to you, like he, for a half hour, he will t- he will do all the talking, and he will, and he's a little nosy, like, hey, so what are you doing with that greenhouse over there? Yeah, so that's what's exactly going? what he he's, said. By so the way. you know he's checking you out, which is fine. I mean, I'm not going to try and hide a new greenhouse, but I'll tell him, you know, yeah, it's for food. You know, when I look at the price of food in the stores, I want to be able to produce my own. I can make salad for pennies compared to a bag of salad in the store. And I kind of go that route. Instead of we're bulking up to house an army, which, you know, freaks people out. By the way, we're not doing that, but I'm saying that would freak people out. But we do have preps that he doesn't know about. Let's just be real clear. And then the other thing that, and so what what I'm finding out about him is he's like-minded like us, which is great. I'm not going to tell him about all of our stuff. But what where I have a concern with him is he will then list off all the neighbors around us and all the things that they have and do. And I'm like, I don't We're wa- probably on that list. We're, yeah. And I sit there and I go, I, I don't mind if he goes to the neighbor and say, hey, they have a cool greenhouse. And that's it's visible from the road right. anyway. So Nobody that's are, no yeah. big secret. We are not going to tell him what we keep prepped because he's going to he's a he blabs. 
And and part of his, his his spirit for doing that is to create community and which is great, but I want to create my own community. He's not my spokesperson. So he's one of us. He's a neighbor. We are going to be friendly with him. We are not going to show him what's what's behind the closed doors, if you know what I mean, because he's too much of a blabbermouth, but he is an asset. Do you see what I'm saying? So, sure. so find, you know, these are the people that are going to be in your lives and find ways to put them in a categories. And um, yeah, I, I just think about that. I also think about, we've had some really great times with some great folks at our church recently that are one like-minded because they helped us move. They've seen all the preps. And, and we trusted them initially yeah. to, to let them see this stuff. And now they're like, so yeah, do you want to come over and I'll show you how to do chickens and pigs? Exactly. Amen, brother. Which is different than I'm coming to your house to eat all your food. See, they're part of the team now, not right. the team with a capital T like in the 290. And they want to build on what we have. Right. And not be and that's nosy. that's the good way. And, and one of the things that we uh, bring to you with our color commentary and we do with this show is we always tell you about mistakes we've made because we're not too proud. We don't claim to be perfectionists. And so um, I can tell you that in the past in Washington State, I was forcing mutual assistance group membership a little too hard. By that, I mean, I was skipping a couple of the important steps and, uh, and in retrospect, making mistakes about trying to do this too quickly. Now, part of it was, I guess this is uh, excuse making, but I, I need to give full context. A lot of this was happening in the year 2020, which we all thought going into it, reasonably so, there was going to be, uh, let's just say, a lot of civil disturbance after the 2020 elections when uh, Donald Trump won, which he did, um, but just didn't get to take office. We all know about that. So we were gearing up to a very calamitous, that is a real word, by the way, a calamitous situation where we were going to have, given that we lived in Western Washington, even though it was rural Western Washington, we were going to have waves of people from Seattle and the suburbs coming. And we didn't have a lot of time, it seemed at the time, right. didn't have a lot of time to do the proper vetting. And luckily we moved from Western Washington, so we don't have those problems with us in the sense of the unvetted people knowing more than they should know and not having the the team spirit that they should have and uh, all of that. So they, they, can, they can go to our old house and try to get stuff, but our old house is owned by some Microsoft people who are woefully unprepared. So good luck getting anything there from you go. them. Yeah. So yeah, so the next one, I think it's your turn, isn't it? I believe it is. Rochelle Anderson says, mindset. Glenn often references this and it's really true. When you get, when you get, okay, when you get, okay, sorry, there's a typo in here. When you get the reality bath and start seeing things as they are, not as the media says they are, reprioritizing time and spending has proven to get us to speed up quickly. For example, two years ago, the words canning and gun range were not part of our family dialogue. With a shift in mindset, everyone knows how to can and shoot. Our kids are in middle school and would have never learned these skills without a mindset shift in parenting. Also important to note, these have been really special family moments. It doesn't have to be all doomsday when you're upskilling. By the way, thank you, Rochelle, for inventing a word, upskilling. That's a new word. Oh, we're going to keep that one. Yeah. So Upskilling. we don't hog up the, the invention <laughs> of words. We give, you know, we, we love it when Patreons invent words. Oh my gosh. Some of the best times that we have with my son, Joel, is, all right, let's go cowboy up and move some heavy things. And, and it's fun. Yeah, we have fun. The kid is now super busy in high school. So it's those are dime a dozen moments. But yeah, absolutely. Teaching your kids these skills, there's no downside. I think some of the best memories, those of us that are in our age group have with our parents is going outside and digging in some dirt, fishing, doing the skill up, doing the upskilling. Yes. Very yeah. Good. And one of the other things that Rochelle says that I think is so important is she says two years ago, the words canning and gun range yeah. were not part of our family dialogue. And basically now it's fun to do both those things. That is another part of this that can't be emphasized enough when we're talking about doing all these skills and getting outside your comfort zone. And this, this Patreon's comments are a great example of getting outside of her comfort zone, her family's comfort zone. It's actually fun to do this stuff. Don't think of it as like a to-do list and some chores because while it is a to-do list and there are things you need to do, 
a lot of this is fun when you have the correct what mindset. She yes. nailed it at the very beginning. I love it when you introduce a topic sentence in one word and you just lay out your main point in the very beginning of a paragraph. It's good writing. It's it good is. Writing. Absolutely. So Alan the Awful, love it. By the way, before I comment and we, I read Alan's, all kinds of new Patreon names as we've read. Yes. Them. Thank Welcome you for noticing all that. all of you. Yeah. These new comments of names that, because for a while there, you'd read these and you, you kind they of They were great to, comments, yeah, but they were like the same people. Yeah. So Alan the Awful, I would have remembered that. I don't yeah. think Alan has, Mr. Awful has. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not his, on his birth certificate. <laughs> so he has a good one. Uh, basic chainsaw stuff. How to gas and oil up, crank, use, adjust, chain, tension, sharpen, chain, safety, eye pro, ear pro, Kevlar chaps. Yes, Glenn, Kevlar chaps. Yes. There's no real emergency that can't be improved with the judicious use of a chainsaw. Firewood, fallen trees, looters, zombies, dot, dot, dot. I, I agree, but with a caveat to this. Yes, chainsaw stuff is great to know. I will just shoot out a reality dart for everybody with chainsaws. Unless you use a chainsaw more than a couple times a year, uh, a gas chainsaw in particular, um, there are a lot of things you need to know. And it's not just know in general to operate it safely because there are so many safety features on modern chainsaws. The reason you need to use them, you know, pretty often is you will forget all of the safety features. I don't know how many times I would start my chainsaw once every couple months and have to read the manual and figure out that you have to, you know, have your right index finger somewhere and your left pinky somewhere else and click your heels in order to make the thing start. And the other problem is there are so many safety features that if you don't know what they are, um, you can burn out the machine. There's yeah. a little thing that can only idle for a few seconds and then you need to turn it off. And I didn't turn it off and I burned up a chainsaw and that really made me mad because of given my background, I'm supposed to know how to use chainsaws. Let me tell you something. The chainsaws that we had when I was a kid, pretty easy. You, you pulled the cord and it worked. And that was all you needed to do. But then people started getting hurt. And I know. Going to ERs and losing yeah. limbs. I mean, and you know, and then the zombies, zombies and chainsaws go together. Oh yeah, you that's <laughs> a beautiful combination. So I just want to let folks know, and and go ahead, mock me. I'm sure it will be in the comments. Yeah. Ready? Get ahead. Get ready, Patreons, to mock Glenn in the comments. I have a solution to all of this that doesn't make me look like a cool guy. But then again, I'm not trying to look like a cool guy. I'm trying to give out like practical information. Electric chainsaws, huge fan. They do not have all the goofiness and rigmarole and upkeep. You still need to know how to sharpen a chain and all of that other stuff. And you still need eye pro. By the way, I saved my right eye because I was wearing ear pro once from an AK-47 casing. Um, that I was shooting at a weird angle and it uh, came and it, it bonked into my eye pro, my, my serious eye pro, like not just sunglasses. It was actual ballistic eye pro. I was probably going about 300 miles an hour, probably about 300 degrees. Eyes aren't designed to have those sorts of impacts with hot things. So I will absolutely always say eye pro is important. Ear pro and Kevlar chaps. Yes, I own some. Shelby loves them. Um, when there's one time you weren't and you have a scar. Yeah, to, and I have and, a scar on my leg yeah, to, to prove it. Yeah. So all this is true. My, my whole point is consider an electric chainsaw because it's way easier to use and and they they cut a lot of stuff i mean they're not you can't like fell giant trees with right. them but for a lot of the stuff like a wind storm and, and clearing up a road and all that kind of stuff they're good enough for that the other cool thing about electric chainsaws over gas is since you don't need to bring a gas can <laughs> with you you can throw them on your side by side and have that handy because it takes less space and less stuff and you can zoom down the road and you can clear most fallen trees with an electric chainsaw. So go ahead and laugh if you will, but I have learned the hard way that electric chainsaws are far more advantageous than you might otherwise they're, think. They're very practical for our situation. So when you say electrical too, we're talking about a battery, you, you charge a battery pack. It doesn't, you don't need a 500 foot cord. Oh yeah, no yeah, extension yeah, yeah. cord okay. ones are too weak. I uh, still makes, and that's S-T-I-H-L, makes a really great electric chainsaw. It's small to medium size, but it's not a hobby size. I mean, it's going to get the job done. And because uh, it's a still, they're very, very good. All right. So the next person. And this will probably be our last one before yeah. we head into the what? 
after show for That's Patreon. Right. We're excited. Cine, I believe. Cine Green. Basic, we've heard these before, which is great. Basic first aid and CPR. Build a fire without matches or a lighter. Canning and dehydrating food. How to shoot and care for a gun. Basic sewing skills. Learn how to use a compass and a map. Boom, done. Bam. We've covered all these yep. topics previously, but it's good to hear them come up over and over again. It tells you a lot. David Hilton says, problem solving and the ability to learn new skills. Yesterday, I learned how to pop rivet. Well, that's good stuff. What is that? The, a rivet is a, it's like a nail, but for metalworking, it's not a nail. It's okay. It's a fastener. Yeah. It's like what's on the, it I out. always think of what's on the edge of my tarps is a rivet. That's a grommet. Okay. never mind. Yeah. A rivet would be what is in the... Um, what is in an AK-47 or an AK-74 oh, or an AK-104? That's important. Any AK, really. There you go. That's right. And so this might be our last. I Actually, think so. I think we should probably just. Well, let me read it because it's a yeah, list, and okay. it's and it's one. It's from Janet Wright. She says, "Well, grassroots skills: sewing, butchering, growing crops and gardens, preserving food. Some mechanics is a great skill, as well as just common sense. Jack of all trades, master of none." You know what I love about that is that the jack of all trades is certainly true. But here's my point. Jack of all trades means being adaptable, getting outside your comfort zone and having confidence, saying to yourself, I can figure this out. I'm not going to be worried about, quote, failing. I'm going to get a basic knowledge of a lot of stuff. By the way, the University of YouTube is now in session. They yes. are enrolling and the tuition is pretty reasonable. It would be free. Yes. And so if you just are comfortable with yourself, if you're comfortable with the fact that nobody's known or nobody is born knowing how to can pork, no baby comes out of the womb and says, mama, I want to can some pork yeah, 45 minutes at 220 degrees. That's just, unless you've got a really weird baby. I was born with knowing how to make fermenting brine. Oh, really? Not really. Good for you. No. No, but I mean, just just be kind to yourself and give yourself some grace and give yourself a break and let, let yourself learn. I mean, give yourself permission to learn new stuff. You're going to be amazed at how interesting it is and how much peace of mind you have knowing that you've tackled some skills. And it's fun. Yeah. I have a lot of fun learning all the, the stuff that I learned. So, folks, we're going to take it into the after show. We've given you a lot of information about skills preppers need in this short regular show. You can complete your knowledge with the second half of this topic in the after show, available exclusive to Patreon supporters, of course. Go to prepping2-0.com and click on the orange Patreon button to learn how to become a Patreon supporter if you aren't already, and you really should be. So, folks, just like we always talk about every week, and this has highlighted it as we've talked through these comments, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Spoken by our great founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Folks, have a great week. Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.